you are and have been for decades a big deal in the world of personal financial advice. Uh, you've written 10 New York Times bestsellers. You've had a series of TV shows and specials for more than 20 years. Am I right that it's not so much that you have had some revolutionary idea, but it's rather the fervor of your message about personal financial res responsibility and the practicality of your ideas about how to achieve it. It's actually more than that, in my opinion. I don't look like your typical financial advisor. Never wore pinstripe suits, never wore a suit. Like my outfits have always been leather and cowboy boots and all of these well, things. I don't, I'm not going to a financial advisor for their wardrobe. No, but you're going to a financial advisor, especially if you're a woman that you can relate to. So they can relate to me because I speak, Susie speak, a language that they can relate to. I never make them feel bad if they don't understand something. And when they see me, they see hope. If Susie can do it starting at the age of 30, I can do it. Look at her. Look at me. She didn't grow up with money. All the excuses that people give themselves, I take away by who Let's I am. Let's take a look at some of your greatest hits over the years. Anybody who's ever watched a PBS Ooh. Pledge Week has seen your ultimate retirement guide. Here's a clip. It should be mandatory that if you own a home, that you own it outright by the time you retire. If you do not, and you plan especially to stay there, you are making one of the biggest mistakes in my ultimate retirement playbook. All right, let me ask a question, and don't make me feel stupid. You said you won't. Why, even if you're retired, wouldn't you want to keep some mortgage so you can get the... <laughs> Wait, let me get it out so you can get the tax deduction. Here's what most people don't understand. The bank knows, the mortgage companies know, that maybe you'll keep your house seven years. So the greatest tax write-offs for that home mortgage is within the first seven or ten years. Do you know that if you have a 30-year mortgage, let's just say it was for $200,000, that in the first 20 years, You've only paid down 100000 of principal. Why? Because all of that money went for interest. Because if you then sell the home, the mortgage company has gotten their interest up front as if you kept it for the entire 30 years. So in the last years of a mortgage, there is hardly any tax write-off at all. So once you rather, and the, and the mortgage payment's the same, so wouldn't you rather pay off a mortgage where it's not giving you a tax write-off anymore and not have the mortgage payment? I didn't know any of this. I'm serious. That, that's very useful information. You were on CNBC for more than a decade, and yes. one of your most power, uh, popular segments was something called, Can I Afford It? Here you are. <laughs> Tom, what do you want to buy? I want to clone my beautiful Great Dane. I'm, I'm like, $100,000? And how are you going to pay for this? 
we would wipe out our savings. You would, would you? You are so denied, it's not even funny. Don't you dare buy this bag, are you kidding me? Denied one more time. You are approved. You have done such a great job for somebody 28, saving almost $100,000 already. If you look at everything, boyfriend, go and have a good time. You know, you really need to come out of your shell. It's I know, really, right? <laughs> you're such a shrinking flower. But one of your biggest messages is the difference between what you call a need and what you call a want. Yes. But that's not, I mean, the Gucci bag, I get it. But some things, aren't they a little bit fuzzy, whether it's a need or a want? If you have all the money in the world, you have a lot of savings, you have no debt, you're ready for retirement, and you want to spend $100,000 to clone your dog. I approved him, by the way, right? Go ahead and do it. I remember when I didn't have a pot to pee in, and all I wanted to do was go out to eat or do this or whatever it is. Now I have all the money in the world, and I could. Uh, who wants to go out to eat? I don't want to waste money like so that. So how would you define the difference between a need and a want? All right, so a want, for instance, is going out to a restaurant. A need is buying food at a grocery store for you to eat. A uh, want is putting gasoline in your car just so you can drive around. A need is putting gasoline in your car so you can go to work. A need is medicine for, you know, for your sick kid or you. A want is you go into a store, you see something, you weren't even thinking about buying it. You want that? I don't think so. But Susie, let me show you a headline recently from the Wall Street Journal. Take a look at this. Americans are still spending like there's no tomorrow. We are spending more on luxury goods and what are called experiences like travel and entertainment. Are we crazy? Thank you, financial pandemic there. Because of the stimulus checks, because we didn't have to make student loan payments till now, we didn't have to make mortgage payments till now, we didn't have to pay for anything, we got to stay home, we didn't have to spend money to get to work, we got paid to stay home, then the pandemic goes away and we have more money in our savings account than ever before, now we go out and spend it. Now we've spent it all, but we've got used to spending it, so now we have a trillion dollars of credit card debt. And very shortly, you're going to see, in my opinion, people aren't going to be able to pay their payments on that credit card debt. Up will go bankruptcies and everything else. So people are spending because they think they can. Let's end this with some practical advice. What percentage of Americans would you say are financially illiterate? Truthfully, probably 95%. What does financial illiteracy mean to you? Means that maybe you're interested in retiring one day and I tell you to do something and you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. I tell somebody to do a Roth IRA, they don't have a clue what I'm talking about. I ask somebody what's in your retirement account, they go, well, it's in a traditional retirement, don't have a clue. They don't have a will. They don't have a trust. They don't have a durable power of attorney for health care and an advanced directive. They don't know what a 529 plan is. They don't understand. Well, now you're just getting personally right? hurtful to me. No, <laughs> as, but I, as, all... I, as I some of these things I realize, I don't know. Should financial literacy be taught in school? Yes, yes, yes. It should be mandatory.
that you can't graduate high school and not understand how student loans work. It should be mandatory that you understand what compounding interest means and how your youth contributes to millions of dollars in the long run. How should you decide whether to buy or to lease a car? You should never lease a car, right? Leasing a car is the biggest waste of money out there. You only get to drive at 12,000 miles. You have to have a lease gap insurance. Why don't you do what I do? I bought a car, even if I, you have to finance it. Finance a car after it's paid for in full. Keep it. My car's going on 12 years old. I lease a car. So why? <laughs> I, I know what you're going to tell me, because it's a tax write-off, Susie. No, right? I just, I think that I want to not have to deal with an older car, and I can lease it for a few years. It's cheaper. I don't drive it very much. I don't go over the limit, and I can turn it in and get a brand new car in three years. So you're renting a car. Do you own a home? Yes. Why don't you rent an apartment? <laughs> because... Well, no, see, that's different because real estate goes up and the value of my home has increased a lot, but a car is a depreciating asset, as you just said. Yes, but if you keep it the entire time and you look at the what, money that you... What's the entire time? And the life of it, if you take good care of it. Like, my car is going to be good for another okay. five years. Whole, I just think it's better to buy. Whole life or term insurance? Oh, term. Whole life is the biggest waste of money possible. Good. I, I, I get term insurance. <laughs> so, and this is probably the most important question I'm going to ask you. You talk about people living paycheck to paycheck, and we're now in an inflationary period. How do you save? Well, make sure your boss gets the cure save. <laughs> right. You save by automatically having some amount of money taken from a check every single month and putting it somewhere like a savings account. You have a paycheck for $3,000, you're gonna spend every penny. You have a paycheck for $2,500, but 500 has gone to savings, you'll make it on 2,500. If you do save some money and you got it, where should you invest it? Now, rather than investing, the first thing you have to do is make sure you're out of credit card debt. Right. Because at these interest rates, with the Fed raising interest rates so high, many of you are paying in your 20%. So you first get out of credit card debt. Okay. Next, any money market fund, any credit union, any savings account that's paying you now 4%, 5%, right? whatever it may be, that's where you would be saving it right now.